consider a waste confronting snakes on the back bite. Detrimental to cultures that they like sight. Ass wipe, catch them on stage, mad hype with a trash mic. Month later in the gutter, glass pipe and a flashlight. Looking around for something, it's still scurry. Bewildered in sight, riots, and minds going blurry. Alright, welcome back. This is The Human Condition by Max Manning. And I would like to start this podcast by first outlining the uh, things we're going to talk about today. I'm just going to—I always just jump right in because you know, fucking. Sometimes I've got my voice a little fucked up today. I guess I'll go on a little spiel. But uh, I yelled at an Uber driver on the phone because they gave my food to a homeless person walking in front of my house, and then. Uh, said he gave it to me. I got a refund, so it's all right. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's why my voice is all fucked up. I'm also got a new mic and a new editing software, so I'm going to try, you know, switching up and then I'll find out what works. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Anyways, so this is the human condition, and we're going to talk about electrokinetic cellular resonance. This is going to be my addition on a, uh, I think it's a fifth, uh, fifth part uh, now, but um, I found an interesting therapeutic uh, proven method for uh, sleep regulation, insomnia, depression, um, some motor cortexual um, aspects to uh, reducing Parkinson's and uh, reducing migraines and inflammation, neuroinflammation to be specific. It has so many applications. And I have a few research articles here that I'm going to talk about. But I just want to start. This is transcranial electric current stimulation. Now there's transcranial direct current stimulation and there's alternating current stimulation. You know, direct and alternating. I'm going to focus on mostly direct. I probably have another article in here about um, alternating, but uh, from what I've uh, gained from listening to numerous uh, neuropathological and scientists and uh, PhDs and then reading the research articles um, that most of the time the best thing to do is the direct current stimulation. And it's very important because the way they show, you can buy this device online and you can do it yourself. Um, now, they always recommend supplementing this therapy with neural feedback to reinforce the electrical current stimulation and fortify the uh, lipid dendrite sheath and the electrical connectivity of the neural pathway you're trying to express. So they always want you and they always talk about supplementing it afterwards or before. Um, I think before is better. It gives a more expressive uh, under probably both of them, to be honest. 
But uh, neural feedback is an important um, aspect to this therapy. But we're just going to talk about is transcranial direct transcranial. So the way you can buy this online anywhere on Amazon or whatever, you know, ever I got one hundred forty dollars. 150 bucks, you know, I don't remember. It's really cheap to produce and shit, but uh, you don't buy like a grand dollar, a $1,000 one. I mean, it's the best way is to have one with a variable voltage and a variable uh, hertz monitoring system. Uh, <clears throat> but basically, they recommend four milliamps. Um, you don't want to go any higher than that. Uh, it can cause adverse effects and uh, too much voltage is gonna you know like I, i'm gonna use this dude's words exact blister the skin cause uh neural degenerative effects uh, and it's hard to get inside the deep part of your brain this is why it's good for like certain aspects uh, it's even good for uh Stopping certain cravings like nicotine, methamphetamine, um, has a an anode and a cathode. Now you can the way that they display it on the, when you go to buy or you look at the um, object, they always have the anode and the cathode on the head. Well, from what I have heard from these PhDs that do these therapy is that you need to put the expression of uh, the negative onto the cerebral or the part of the, 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 the head, you know, the, the part of the cranium that's uh, directly over the expression breast neural circuit you want to induce so and then then you need to put the positive end. so you put the catheter on the shoulder which is, I thought that was really weird but uh, apparently you don't want to go directly through um, hemispherically so you want it to flow directly through to your body but uh, he recommends the shoulder so it doesn't go uh, hemispherically, laterally expressed across. Um, that could do damage, I guess. So you want it to go down the neural pathway into the spinal column and the uh, brindles for, uh, this is why it's good for sleep, the expression of the sleep uh, insomnia and sleep pattern formations that uh, reduce quality. <clears throat> but that's really important, and I wanted to just outline that real fast because I I didn't know that at all. I had to be told that, of course. But that's how uh, most of everything you learn about really. You just you know, if, you, if you're not directly doing the experiment, then it's all secondhand, thirdhand knowledge. But do not express the circuit. Hemispherically, laterally, laterally, hemispherically. Okay, and we're gonna go ahead and start with my first research article. All right, 
and um, it's not the best publication. I'll give you that one, but uh, it's still, it's it's uh, it's got validity to this day. Oh fuck! I didn't reset my phone, didn't I? Oh, fuck. All right, and before we start the analysis of abstracts and the validity of analytical data for transcranial direct and alternating current stimulation, um, we're going to outline two types of transcranial direct current stimulation. So we have sham, and then we have a... Uh, And I, I forget uh, the, the the acronym to sham, but sham is uh, small impulses comparative to like a direct steady current. So we have impulses of small expression, like you would a uh, neural circuit activation of a small electrical current through a uh, circuit. <clears throat> and uh, it, it's shown to be uh, better and worse in different areas. So uh, I just wanted to clarify those two types of uh, transcranial current stimulation. Okay, so we're going to go here. We're going to go to PubMed because uh, most of what I'm going to use today is going to be all biochemical and uh, medical uses, right? So we're going to go to PubMed instead of, say, science or nature for biology. But uh, So right here we have transcranial direct current stimulation to facilitate lower limb recovery following stroke. This is what I was talking about when it's talking about motor cortex and uh, the ability to activate for like Parkinson's and but this is what's important. The, the motor cortex, the parietal motor cortex, is on the top of the brain. And it's easily accessible. So that's why you're able to uh, put this current through there. Stroke remains a global leading cause of disability. Novel treatment approaches are required to alleviate impairment and promote greater functional recovery. One potential candidate is transcranial direct current stimulation, which is thought to non-invasively promote neuroplasticity within the human cortex by transiently alternating the resting membrane potential of cortical neurons. To date, much work involving TDCS has focused on upper limb recovery following stroke. However, lower limb Rehabilitation is important for regaining mobility balance and independence and could equally benefit from trans-direct cranial stimulation. Okay, the purpose to this review is to discuss as a new technique to modulate brain activity and promote recovery of lower limb function following stroke. Preliminary evidence from both healthy adults and stroke survivors indicates that TDCS is promising intervention to support recovery of lower limb function. Studies provide some indication of both behavioral and psychological changes in brain activity. 
activity following TDCS. However, much work is still remains to be performed and demonstrative. So this is a, this is a um, hypothesis. They've already proven it with upper limb, and they're assuming that they can do uh, a similar work with lower limb functioning. Um, and this is just what I was talking about. They're gonna they're gonna incite the neural sheath connectivity through not potential but activation, where uh, TMS or uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation. That's able to reach deeper in your brain, and it's also inducing a potential activation. Now, the thing about the transcranial direct and alternating current is that the anode and cathode can be used in two different ways. Like where I was saying, you need to use the anode, the negative side, to the uh, to the uh, expressed area or the area you want to express that's important because then you can also use the positive end um, to uh, eh, negatively excite it where you can reduce the potentiality of the electrical current there so you can destimulate over functioning of say you have uh, serotonin um, syndrome you you can reduce the expression of those or like Tourette's where you can reduce the expression to that area and we're going to get to the point where we're going to be able to um, and I'm not going to I'm not going to do it but you know Elon Musk and the whole implant a microchip this is kind of what he's wanting to do he's wanting to stimulate certain areas through an electric pulse it's like where he's like, we can fix paraplegics and da 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 Because neural plasticity is so important. It's the ability for us to adapt. And it's it's not gonna it's it's the key function as to how we're able to learn and everything. Just neuroplasticity and dendrite sheath functionality and, and uh, density of the lipid is what causes us to be able to do these uh, alterations that allow us to better ourselves at either a spatial perception task or a mental processing task. All right, so we're going to just jump on to the next one. That's lower limb functioning. All right, now this is uh, something really, um, it's just alarming as fuck. Um, modulating activity in dorsolateral prefrontal cortex alter corruption behavior, a transcranial direct current sim simulation study. This isn't the one I wanted. Um, this is, right, transcranial direct current stimulation of the light lateral prefrontal cortex changes a priori normative beliefs involuntary cooperation this is what's fucking scary they're literally changing through expression of electromagnetic circuit a belief that uh 
we'll just jump in. The priori normative beliefs of preconditioned of social normative compliance that reflects culture and values are considered unique to human and social behavior. Previous studies related to the ultimatum game. That's uh you 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 either survive you either cooperate and survive or uh, you do you reduce your ability of survival um, through uh, autonomy uh, ultimatum you have an ultimatum you either cooperate or you don't and you're probably gonna die uh, revealed that line right lateral prefrontal cortex RLPFC has no stimulation effects on normative beliefs so they can't change your beliefs. However, no researcher has focused on the effects of priory belief on RLPFC in voluntary cooperation attached to public good. In this study, we used a linear asymmetric PG to conform or confirm the influence of RLPFC on priory normative beliefs without threats of external punishment through transcranial direct current stimulation. Participants engaged via computer terminals in groups of four to high endowed players with 35G and two lower endowment players with 23G. I think they're going for like a currency thing because there's a little money sign right after that. Uh, they were anonymous and had no communication during the entire process. They were randomly assigned to receive 15 minutes of either anode, cathode, or sham stimulation. This is where I was pointing out that sham is the small bursts. And then asked to answer questions concerning a prior to the normative beliefs. Results suggested that anodal cathodal T significantly shifted the participants' priori normative beliefs in opposite directions compared to shifts in the sham group. In addition, different identities exhibited varying degrees of change. These outcomes provide neural evidence of RLPFC mechanisms effect on normative belief and voluntary cooperation based on public game framework. Now, uh, the lower the number of the p-value, the more accurate it is. So it's uh, 0.001. That's pretty dang good. Uh, and they, they should have shifted both of them. This is, uh, this is kind of what makes me think that people who induce themselves from an expression of identity, um, whether that be racially or uh, sexually, is more cooperative under the placement of uh, induced or a saturation of uh, almost propaganda where you just keep fucking shoving it in their face and they're going to be more likely to uh, fall for these types of manipulations and saturations uh, through this expressional circuit right here we're talking about. But that's what I think that they're getting a identities exhibited in degrees of change. So, uh, you know, women are more, by nature, women are more agreeable than 
men. That's uh, it's just a fact. Uh, there's millions of studies. I mean, not millions, but there's tons of studies out there. And I mean, I, I don't have time to go out and like looking up. But we're talking about right here RLPFC. So a preconceived normal belief in voluntary action. That's huge. That's huge. Uh, that can make us act in accordance under the expression of that circuit that we should, like, all right, say somebody's getting robbed, um, and uh, a lot of people are just going to walk, walk right on by, or they see something that they believe is uh, a social folly or not normative in the culture to uh, produce this action. Well, if you excite this circuit, they're more likely to confront, say, like a drug addict on the side of the road doing drugs, and then they, they, they think that their cooperation in the society is dictated upon that, that outcome. So uh, this is where it's a change in action, the potential of action. So it changes the potential that the individual will act, not the beliefs they already hold. Um, but that can cause individuals uh, to be more agreeable, and then over slowly time, you can manipulate that. That's a, that's a pretty big one, and we're going to go over the next one, which is basically another form of uh, dorsolateral prefrontal cortex operary, uh, alter corruption behavior, transcranial direct stimulation study. Um, I don't think that's what I was going for. Yeah, it was right here. The cooper uh, corruption behavior has gained worldwide concern for its great harmfulness to public society. In order to reduce corruption, researchers have carried out numerous studies on corrupt prevention. Researchers found that except for external supervision, that's one of the things I saw. I saw a crazy ass thing. It's a study where uh, there's a fucking pot or like a fucking uh, a vase or something you know you put your hand in like a fishbowl or something big like a bowl but uh it's full of money and the individuals who walked by it could take as much money as they wanted but they put a set of eyes like you were being watched and put a sign that only said one take one dollar and the cooperation to the in like the perception you're being watched caused individuals to only take one dollar when they could take as much as they wanted because there's there's no there's nothing telling them they can't they removed the sign and it still had an effect that individuals would only take a couple of dollars they wouldn't it wouldn't tell them how much they could take but if it did tell them how much they would take and then they put the eyes there, it had a dramatic effect because they had a perception that of culpability. This is a, this is kind of a theory that I heard when um, the only 
recourse to action of the elite is uh, public shame. So the public must shame the elites that are uh, acting with be or beyond the bounds of normative behavior for what's good for the collective. The only recourse is public shame. Um, and, and that's kind of true, you know, like, uh, how do you affect elections? It's perception. That's, that's what it is. And they have the means of disseminating per perception through media saturation. Um, that's where you see candidacies uh, receive funding, and then they put out political ads. We shouldn't even allow political ads. Shouldn't allow political ads on uh, main platforms. Like, uh, I think it was... Uh, I think it was like Twitter said they weren't going to allow political ads on their website or something. And they lost like $4 billion in revenue or something. And the fucking people got pissed. But I agree with that moral statement that they did. I agree with the decision to eliminate their platform as a form of, and I don't even know if it was Twitter. I think it's either Twitter or Facebook. I'm pretty sure it was Twitter, but I don't know. I can't, I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but, uh, all right. Research has carried out numerous studies on corruption prevention, um, internal moral. Okay. Internal factors such as moral judgment also have an impact on corruption behavior. Now, um, external supervision and internal factors of moral judgment. Previous brain imaging and stimulation studies suggest that dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, not the right hemispherical one, is cr uh, critical brain area which integrates emotion and cognitive process of moral judgments. So the right expression was in accordance of acting within the bounds of cooperative normative behavior and the dorsal lateral, which is the top section, top left, set, like lateral expression, the uh, prefrontal cortex, right laterally and dorsal, which is the top, but the top right of it. Dorsal expressional circuit in the prefrontal cortex is an attention circuit. Um, the right hem, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the right hemispheric, uh, but the dorsal lateral right hemispheric. So it's like uh, attention circuit is right next to the uh, implied action circuit of moral behavior and judgment, and the dorsal lateral expression of uh no, no dorsal lateral expression of moral judgment and the right lateral uh 
action within accordance with normative behavior. So they're almost all around each other right there. So our prefrontal cortex uh, is pretty interesting. It, it, I didn't realize so much cultural uh, processing was done. I thought it was all analytical uh, processing. You always hear that the prefrontal cortex is a uh, process for higher functioning. I didn't think it was an induced action of, uh, I thought it was like computational, but I, it seems like a lot of uh, moral statements and uh, considerations to cooperative behavior and moral judgment is the prefrontal cortex. That's pretty crazy. Um, over DLPFC uh, to invest uh, to investigated the modular effect of cortical excitability on corruption behavior. According to the characteristics of corruption, we designed an incomplete information invest game task based on trust game, then adopted a between subject design to compare participants' corruption rate and reaction time among the anodal left, cathodal left, anodal right, cathodal and sham TDCS. The results show that the contrast is sham stimulation, left, anodal right, Cathodal TDCS reduced corruption rate both in high and low entrusted amount, while right anodal and left cathodal TDCS only prolonged subjects' reaction time of dishonest response only in high entrusted amounts. The possible explanation for the result of the current study is that the left DLPFC is associated with emotional process, which influenced the moral intuition aspect of moral judgment and reflected in change of a moral behavior rate. So uh, that's, that's pretty interesting as well. So they're saying uh, it's not that you're causing... Um, a reaction to uh, changing of be of corruption uh, judgment, you're inducing an emotional neural circuit, uh, and this is where I went in for my um, electrical uh, kinetic cellular resonance. That each neural transmission expresses itself under a different vibrational frequency of emotional potential. So when you're happy, you're going to express the same neural circuit, but in a different resonant frequency. The emotional, the emotional catalyst of the circuit plays a a high part in how individuals will respond. And that's part of the why that I, uh, I threw this on to the fifth part after I, a couple weeks, um, There's more to these uh, studies. Obviously, I could break down the model numbers and the participation of the, uh, not just go over the abstract. But I do these to express the most information in a concise manner as possible. Instead of making you, uh, say, uh, if uh, the abstract was already boring, if I read the the actual study you'd already be off. All right, all right, and so this is this is where you just 
type in transcranial direct, uh, current stimulation, and you just get all, all of these crazy fucking applications. Computational modeling in electric fields of prefrontal TDCS across patients with schizophrenia and mood disorders. Injury headaches. Fucking depression, schizophrenia, the effect of combining transcranial direct stimulation treatment and an exercise program on fragility of population with multiple sclerosis, enhancing immediate memory potential, learning and working in memory with transcranial direct stimulation in healthy older adults. Transcranial direct current stimulation over the pri uh, primary motor cortex improves speech production in post-stroke dysarthric uh, speakers, a randomized pilot study. Retrospective comparative cohort study of the effects of neural mo uh, mobilization alone and MB combined with transcranial direct current stimulation in patients with cerebral Cervical radiocolopathy uh, effects of compression therapy on sensor motory function of the more affected upper extremity of uh, stroke patients. Non pharmacological uh, approach to neural neurological stimulation in patients with severe brain injury. Effects of bilateral. Bipolar, non-balanced, prefrontal, transcranial, direct current stimulation on negative sy symptoms and neurocognition in sample of patients living with schizophrenia. This is a good one. Results of a randomized, double-blind, sham-controlled trial. Sham being the short version of transcranial direct current stimulation, efficiency of non-invasive brain stimulation on borderline personality disorder core symptoms, a symptomatic review, the effect of transcranial direct current stimulation in working with memory training on working memory deficits in schizophrenic patients studied protocol for randomized controlled trial. That is just, it has so many applications so many fucking applications it's cheap to produce it's easily accessible it's shown to have multiple functional therapy and uh, positive results over numerous brain um, deficits and uh, functions like we we when we when we do these farm pharmacological uh, there are like pharmacological uh, uh, solutions right we're inducing a potentiality by um, giving a chemical that's either a precursor to get through the blood brain barrier then be put into uh, the negative or positive potentiality uh, of the neuron. So what you're doing is you're just increasing the chance it's going to fire by increasing the potential of differential or the increasing the differential potential of the 
dendrite to the uh it's oh, fuck. I forget the receiving end of it, but between the synapse, you have chemical potentiality that allows for this is why we have an electrochemical brain. You put the chemicals in there to produce the differential so the electrical charge jumps over the synapse. And this is where you can avoid all chemical potentiality by just inducing expression of connectivity. Um, they, they, they're going to have to do long-term studies, of course. Like, I think that with this treatment, they really should be focusing on longitudinal studies because... Uh, even if you increase the reaction rate, you still need that differential. And if they're not producing the differential, it's probably dying. You know, it's probably uh, they don't have the right chemicals in their body, their, their uh, electro or their uh, electrical potentiality of internal external cellular exchange is not being done properly under function. This this. This has so many applications. Uh, I'm actually going to buy uh, a transcranial direct current machine um, next paycheck, which is next week. I'm going to buy one. Um, you know, I have to make sure I pay my rent first. You know, got to pay rent before you fucking get anything, any new toy you want to fucking play with. Like this new mic I got, uh, it's pretty fucking functional. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I can walk around and do whatever I want. I don't need to be stuck in one place. Uh, even though I was also trying to think of yeah, whatever, you know, we're here for uh, electrokinetic cellular resonance. So the kinetic effect changes the ionic distribution. This can create a outside expression of the electrical circuit instead of uh, inducing it through uh, diet or chemical intake. So even though they have all this data for this new type of therapy, this, the study right here, is why we need to do so much more research. Now, there's different brainwave states. You know, there's different brainwave states. You got um, alpha, beta, um, theta, um, gamma, um, no, there's, there's, I think there's one other one. It doesn't matter. These are all different processing frequencies that we can operate on. Um, they all have uh, expressional brain circuits. So this is what also needs to be taken into account. And this is what I like about this study because they outline exactly what frequency they're operating so this is the efficiency of intermediate theta burst stimulation and transcranial direct stimulation and treatment of post-stroke cognitive impairment. Theta, theta, theta. Gamma is the highest. Um, they show uh, gamma radiation being an emotional uh, expression to love. And there's a there's a cool study where monks are able to. Uh, 
they're able to sustain gamma wave radiation or gamma wave states through meditation um, and an EEG. Um, and, and, and you can buy an EEG. It's not, it's not a unattainable item in today's market. Like uh, they produce it um, commercially for anyone to buy. The Muse, the Flow State. Um, they have other ones. You can buy these things that monitor your brainwave states. And this is where frequency comes into account. This is like when I'm talking about resonant frequency, resonance. Um, I, 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 have, I have something here. I, I have something here. I'm going you know, to pull it up real fast. All right. So here we go. Brain frequency, 72 to 90. Normative brain frequency, 72. Human body, 62 to 78. Heart frequency, 67 to 70. Liver frequency, 55 to 60. Pancreas frequency, 60 to 80. Disease start at 58 degrees, or 58 uh, megahertz. So all these hertz and these frequency ratings are what's allowing our body to communicate intra and extra cellularly this is what I, this is what I, this is one of my five hours i've been going on about fucking electrokinetic cellular resonance it's everything resonation is everything vibrations everything fucking biochemically um biological like metaphysical fucking all of matter is fucking vibrations this is how, like if you just tune into them you can just fucking feel it, man. This is like when you're fucking tripping balls and you're like, whoa, everything is so intense. You're just like tapping into everything's resonation. You're like matching the wave states of people you're communicating with. You're, your whole existence is on the functionality of your body's resonation. This is where new age healers have been way ahead. Metaphysically, I always go over that shit. Way ahead of what science has been able to validate. And it's it's something we're just now getting into. And I'm, I'm so excited to see how we use this. I'm excited and I'm scared. Just like... Uh, where they're able to control the action potential of moral uh, judgment and moral action. They're able to change the potentiality of moral judgment and moral action. That is scary as fuck. That's so scary. It's not even funny. But everything runs on it. It's like tumors. That's because your shit, your 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 cells are not communicating properly. Everything has memory, so if you treat your body like shit, it's gonna memorize what you put into it. Like, there's neurons in the heart, there's neurons in your penis, there's neurons fucking in your gut. Tells you to remember what you ate. Like, that's why you're just like, wow, I really crave this. That's because your body's telling you you should eat that because you've eaten it before and you know what it needs your body's telling you what you need 
memory and an induced resonation of recognition across your entire frequency of your whole state of being. This is why I believe gods are vibrational frequencies in state of uh, societal um, resonation. This is where my fourth part comes in, where I'm like society resonates together to form the projected aspect of divinity. All right, well, this is the Human Condition Podcast by Max Winnie. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope that finally um, resonation resonates with you.